1: And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is April 19th, 2021. My name is Philip Roster. I'm the expert inside editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at On today's episode of Locked On Magic, the Magic take a loss to the Houston Rockets, why it was a golden opportunity to get a win, and why the Magic once again failed to adjust and make the progress that they need to make. We'll get into all that coming up here in just a moment, but before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all you check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching Gravity download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Lando Magic with excruciating detail, this podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on the Houston Rockets? Check out our friends at Locked On Rockets. Want to look ahead? To Tuesday's game against the Atlanta Hawks, check out Locked On Hawks. No matter who your team is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or college too, there is a Locked On podcast for you. Search for every download podcast for Locked On in the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's podcast also brought to you by our pals at Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. I think there's the when I at least when I uh, when I have discussions with some magic fans and certainly there's a vocal section of magic fans who are just so in on tanking and, and, and everything that entails that, that I think they lose sight of what the purpose of the rest of this season is. Um, this magic team is not good. Um, their offense, they, they, they don't they can't score. Um, their defense has been, a lot worse than it should be, to be perfectly honest. Um, they're better defensively than what they've shown, and and their defense has just been consistent. They're making a, a lot of young team and young player mistakes. This team is not going to win enough games to, to cause any damage, to make any kind of run, to to advance any further in the playoffs. If, if I feel pretty safe that the Magic are going to be the fourth worst team in, these, in the league this year, it's because I don't have a lot of faith in this team really coming together, but the philosophy remains, and my philosophy remains that you know when a team has a chance to win, it needs to win. That what we need to see, and, and really this has been Steve Clifford's big, big overarching statement: is when is is this team has to continue to get better? You know, again he says he said it before the trade deadline; he's going to say it after the trade deadline. The goal is to be playing. Better as the season progresses. And so for me, with a young team especially, the goal is to see young players get better. And yes, experience matters, and these young guys are going through the fire for the first time, and they're getting valuable experience. But as I tell everyone online who's just like, oh, it's great, they're getting the experience, but the team's still losing, which is helping the lottery odds. None of that matters if you don't get the reward at some point. You don't make progress if you're just constantly losing. You're just you're just losing. At some point there needs to be some confirmation that yes, if we do X, Y, and Z and we get better, we will actually win. You know what the the, the huge problem during the Hennigan era was that we had all this talent, we saw all these flashes of brilliance, but None of it mattered because they weren't winning. They couldn't come together and pick up a few wins here and there. And yeah, this is a really short time. Um, the Magic have had, what, 20 games to come together, which is not enough time to really grow and do anything. I'm still fairly confident that you give Steve Clifford a training camp, a lot of these problems are going to get fixed. And, and, and I, you know, I even noted during the first half when the Magic were playing solid defense that it really looked like the Magic... We're doing, like, half of the right things but just didn't know how to do the other half on the back end. Um, and so there's some three-point luck involved and, and, and certainly some scrambling going on to try and cover up, mistake, cover up mistakes as the team is really, I mean, as much as the, the team won't admit it, they've changed a lot of their defensive schemes and there's a lot of guys just trying to learn these defensive rotations. So some of these mistakes, and again, a lot of it's young players making young player mistakes. A lot of these mistakes, they're not forgiven, but they're understandable. So again, I'm not going to sit here and say the Magic are about to make a playoff run. I'm not going to sit here and say that the Magic are out here, out here going to win 6-7 in a row and, and you know, kind of win these futile games. I'm here to say that, you know, when the team plays well, you want them to win. You know, the margin for error is so small. Like, I didn't think the Magic necessarily played poorly. Like, Friday's game, the Magic played really well, essentially, for 42 minutes, but those six minutes, Paul Watson scored six threes, and that was the game. Against Houston, the magic you know again, Houston's not as good as Toronto, even with the Toronto team that the magic saw. Um, Houston's not as good as that team. Um, Houston made a lot of mistakes that let the magic hang around in the game. Um, even when they were making that run, that that you know maybe 12 eight to 12 minute run that vaulted them into the lead and put them ahead comfortably. This is really the issue. This is really the issue at the heart of why I, I was not happy with how the Magic played um, in Sunday's loss. For the first half Orlando dominated the game. It, you know, I I it looked like the Magic were getting ready to run and hide and I was I was ready and having, and had this feeling of like, you know, I know fans are you know wanting this team to tank and and, and looking at the lottery more than the team that they currently have, but When you get a double-digit lead, this team's not going to have many of those. You should enjoy it. And honestly, that's what I wanted to see from this team when they took that 10-point lead in the first half, and it looked like they were getting ready to dominate the game. You know, their defense was really making the Rockets struggle. You know, they had a couple three-pointers, had a couple offensive rebounds, but the Rockets were struggling to get their, their shots going, get their offense going. The Magic's offense was moving brilliantly. I think they had 15 assists on 21 field goal makes in the first half. When the Magic were doing all those things, that's how the Magic need to play. That's something you can grow and you can build on. And if the Magic continued to play that way, we'd be talking about a really nice win. You know, you're not going to get many of those the rest of the season. We all understand that. So when you have the chance, you got to take it. And that's the disappointment of that third quarter. The Magic's ball movement stopped. Yes, shots didn't go down. And the Magic have got to learn how to play when they're not making shots. But the Rockets completely changed their defense, or they could completely change their intensity. And for the second straight game, the Magic didn't match it. For the second straight game, the the opponent came out of the locker room on fire, and we all knew they were going to. You know, I watched the Rockets game against the Nuggets um, earlier this weekend, and the Rockets broadcaster said, you know, this Houston team, they always come out of the locker room hot. Magic were up by 10 late in the first half. They let it drop down to 6, which is a problem. They didn't finish the quarter well. Um, And I sat there at halftime and I said, the Rockets are going to come out on fire in the third quarter. They're going to come out ready to play. The Magic need to be ready to match. Just like against Toronto, Orlando wasn't ready to match. You put a little bit of pressure on them. You tighten the screws just a little bit and Orlando's offense completely collapsed. And their defense collapsed with it. Give the Magic credit. You know, again, just Friday night they fought. They competed. It's it, it, This isn't an issue of effort. This isn't anything like that. This is about focus, intensity, um, and and just direction and intention. Um, the Magic fought back. You know, give Dwayne Bacon a lot of credit. He scored 11 of his 22 points in the fourth quarter. Really willed the Magic back into the game when they were down by—and got them to within Three. Cole Anthony was really pesky and and did a lot of really good things. He made a lot of winning plays and you could just see the fire and intensity that he was bringing to the game. That's what the Magic need. But, again, they put themselves in a hole. Down by 14 in the fourth quarter, they gave up threes to uh, players that they shouldn't be giving up threes to. Um, Players that on the scouting report say, this guy is only a shooter. Do not leave him open. They were committing two too many to the ball um, leaving open Christian Wood at the three-point line, allowing those kind of drive-in kicks that set up open three-pointers, and eventually the Rockets just started shooting the ball better. You know, Houston is a better offensive team. They can they can put up a lot of points. They're not afraid to shoot a ton of threes. They've got they've got a quirky lineup with that kind of five-out style. Um, they're a team that I think has a very clear idea of what their identity is supposed to be. And I think we have to ask now, you know, 10, 12, 13 games into this experiment with the Magic, what kind of team are the Magic supposed to be? Who do the Magic want to be? How do they want to play? And honestly, the fact that we have to answer and ask those questions this deep into the experiment, um, again, I think, I, I, I think everyone shares the blame. You know, this team should be coming together and making clearer, significant progress, um, even if they're losing. What is this team supposed to be good at? We thought it was going to be the defense. It should be the defense with the defensive talent they have. But the defense has been woefully inconsistent and breaks down extremely easy. The Houston Rockets defeat the Orlando Magic 114-110. to We'll talk a little bit more about the Magic struggles um, to make those adjustments coming up in just a moment. But uh, but first, a review of the box score after we get this message in. You're the hiring expert for your company. And what you really need is help making your shortlist of quality candidates. You need a hiring partner who helps make your life easier. You need Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three, post, screen, and interview all on Indeed. Get your quality shortlist of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster. Only pay for the candidates that meet must-have qualifications and schedule and complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. Indeed makes connecting with and hiring the right talent fast and easy with tools like Indeed Instant Match, giving you quality candidates whose resume on Indeed fits your job description immediately, and Indeed Skills Tests that, on the on the average, reduces hiring time by 27%. You can choose from more than 130 skills tests or add your own, then add your must-have requirements so you only pay for applications that meet them. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined if you're hiring, you need Indeed. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash locked. Indeed.com slash locked. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. Today's podcast, also brought to you by pals at Built Bar. It's the best tasting protein bar ever. And the improved Built Bar is even more delicious than ever. Coming in 18 amazing flavors including caramel brownie, cookies and cream, carrot cake, coconut almond, banana bread, mint brownie, and a whole lot more. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. The Built Bars are great for the health-conscious person, so you can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for keto diets, most under 150 calories. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. The Locked On Podcast Network is covering the NFL Draft from all angles. Catch up on the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 podcast presented by Odyssey. Follow Locked On NFL Draft and the Draft Dudes podcast for the latest draft news. And stay tuned for more info about our live NFL Draft coverage. Let's go through the box score real fast as the Orlando Magic fall to the Houston Rockets 114 to 110. Um, obviously, a lot, a lot uh, going on in this game. The Magic uh, struggle again with their sh- shooting 45.1%, just 11 for 32 from beyond the arc. Um, but still have some decent performances. Again, the first half was really, really good. The second half, just really, really bad. And it's been kind of the problem for the Magic is just consistently kind of keeping their progress going. Um, The Magic are led in scoring by Dwayne Bacon with 22 points, 7-14 shooting, 1 for 5 from beyond the arc, 7 for 7 from the foul line, 3 steals and 2 assists. Bacon scores 11 of his 22 in the fourth quarter, really the only reason that this game was competitive. Um, Dwayne Bacon isn't the best veteran, in my opinion. Um, I, I do think that he's a very, very flawed player, so don't get me wrong when I say this, but I do believe that Bacon showed why the Magic want to make sure veterans are on the floor. Guys like Michael Carter-Williams, like Gary Harris, like James Ennis, like Terrence Ross. Why those guys still matter for this young team. Because they just provide a sense of stability. They, they, they know when to attack. They've seen all these situations before. Um, and the team just plays better when they're out there. Um, it is worth noting that the only players... Uh, the only player with a positive plus minus out of the starting lineup was Gary Harris, who played just 26 and a half minutes. So I'd like to see his minutes bump up a little bit because I think he can be very, very valuable. Um, but Bacon did a great job forcing his way into the lane, getting to the basket, getting to the foul line, especially made some tough shots, and that just really that pulled the Magic back in this game. They got within three in the middle of the fourth quarter, mainly because Bacon just went on a scoring bitch. Now we know Bacon is limited. I'm not going to sit here and say that the Magic should keep him or anything like that. Or play him like major minutes. Um, you know, I still think guys like James Ennis are probably a little bit better for the team. Although again, just there's just so much inconsistency with the veterans, with the veteran group and their ability to score, and that's really what the Magic are are missing more than anything else. Um, but Bacon had a really nice game, and I think it's worth noting just how good of a game that he had. Um, his job out there is to score. That's what he did. Orlando got 16 points from Cole Anthony, 5 for 14 shooting, 1 for 6 from beyond the arc, 9 assists, but 4 turnovers as well. He's actually done a really good job keeping his turnovers down. I thought Cole was really, really good for most of this game, did a good job moving the ball, which is not something that has been his forte throughout the course of the year. It is something that is peaking up here lately, um, but again, his issue uh, is just the, the ability to organize the team under pressure. Um he really struggled in the third quarter, getting the magic into their offensive sets and getting them into their flow, um, in the same way that he did in the first half. And again, that consistency as you, you expect a young player maybe not to have that consistency down pat, but that inconsistency is, is what's costing the game right now. And again, why I think Michael Carter Williams is still probably going to be starting at point guard. Why you know Markel Fultz is really good at organizing the team. Um, you know the magic, you know may not be able to, to shoot very well. That Fultz is gonna when they're not shooting well, when the three point shot isn't going well, Fultz is gonna find a way to get an open shot, or just kind of manage the team and kind of get them through it until they can until they can find uh, find some breathing room again. Um, Cole just isn't there yet, um, and obviously he has to go through some of these learning pains, and and I'm fine with that. Um, but you know, I, I, the more I watch Cole, the more I think like he's probably better off as like the Fred Van vliet style point guard where he's playing off the ball next to uh, next to a an organizer and, ball, and point guard. Um, but again, we'll we'll see. Um, you know, I thought Cole. Was instrumental in getting the team back into the game. Um, his competitiveness really is his strength, um, and I want to see him play with the fire that he played in the fourth quarter throughout the course of the game. Like he was, he was on fire. He was on fire, and he was, you know, trying to get to the basket, not afraid to take the three, which I think is good. He's got to improve as a three-point shooter, though. Um, that was supposed to be something that he was going to bring the team, in and he has just continued to struggle uh, from deep this year. And again, some of it is, yeah, he's just coming back from a two-month absence, but. um, He's missing some wide open threes that he's he's got to make. Um, so that's that's got to be a point of emphasis for him. Gary Harris also with 16 points, six for 12 shooting, two for two from beyond the arc, three assists for him. Um, would like to see Gary Harris play more. To be perfectly honest, um, I thought that he was really good in this game. Uh, you know, had some great defensive moments as well. Um, had some hilarious moments. Miss, missed 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 a wide open layup. Um, in the second quarter when when things were all happy and everyone was was feeling good about things. Um, but. Uh, Harris, you know, continues to get his feet under him. He's continuing to shoot the ball a little bit better, continuing to do a good job getting to the basket. I, I really like Gary Harris. I think that he'll he'll be a player for this team moving forward. Um, Chuma Okiki, 14 points, 6 for 17, shooting 2 for 6 from beyond the arc, 4 rebounds, 4 steals. Um, Chuma, Chuma's shot is starting to fade. Um, you know, I think, where he, I think he's hitting a little bit of a rookie wall, um, which is to be expected. Rookies go up and down like this. Um, you know, but, the Ma- I mean, if the Magic are going to win, they need Chuma to play well. He played well in the first half against Toronto. Didn't play well in the second half against Toronto. That's a big reason why the Magic lost that game. Didn't play played well in the first half of this game. Didn't play as well, um, you know, with some really kind of careless turnovers and, and just kind of wild drives, the kind of plays you don't want to see Chuma making. Um, didn't play great in the second half. And Again, that's a big reason why the Magic lost this game. The, the, the Magic's margin for error is very, very small, so don't get me wrong. If the Magic are going to win games... They need everyone to play well, or all their key players to play well. Your Wendell Carters, your Cole Anthony's, your uh, Gary Harris's, your Chuma Okiki's. They're going to need all those guys to play well. Um, and that, you know, again, it's not consistent right now. And that's that's kind of the big thing. And again, you expect that with young players. But, um, you know, if you, you show me you can do something, I want to see you continue to do it. Um, and that, I think that's the big issue. Wendell Carter actually had a nice game. 11 points, 5 for 7 shooting. Ten rebounds, including eight defensive rebounds. Wendell Carter played really, really well. Um, I just wonder why he disappeared in the second half. Um, Carter scored only two points on one-for-two shooting in the second half. Um, just wasn't involved in the same way. And some of that was the Magic's poor ball movement. Some of that was, I think, Christian Wood played a little bit better defense. But this Rockets team is so poor defensively. The Magic have to find ways to get Carter the ball and get him the ball in positions where he can score off pick and rolls. And again, the Rockets, I think, and I think a lot of teams are learning this, they're crowding the paint, they're committing three to the ball on pick and rolls, they're making the Magic's ball handlers make tough passes and make difficult decisions, and the Magic don't have the shooting to spread out the defense. That's part of the problem. Um, You know, I think teams are testing to see whether the Magic can shoot well uh, and then making their bet accordingly. But um, the Magic have to find ways to get Carter involved. I know after Friday's game, uh, Clifford said that they had two plays that they were running out of timeouts to get Carter the ball in the post. That's something they want to do more of, um, but the team just blew the set, um, and, and so I think that's yeah, so much of what this team is doing is is organizational still, and, and I think that's again a really disappointing part. Um, Carter, I thought was really good on the glass. Um, you know, again, my big concern with Carter is his positional strength. Uh, I think he still struggles sometimes to uh, absorb contact um, and and kind of and kind of you know, take that blow and, and dish it back out um, while maintaining rebounding positioning. But, um, you know, again, I I, I still really, I, I think Wendell Carter is playing really, really well. And, and again, I think he's got to get more involved in this team's um, play. Not a lot coming from the bench. Uh, coming from the bench, um, Robert Franks with five points. RJ Hampton with seven on two for seven shooting added six assists. Did a good job getting out in transition. Jason Randall with eight points, two for three shooting from beyond the arc. The big player though, Mo Bamba, 11 points, five for nine shooting. Nine rebounds for him. Um, this was a really good Mobamba game. Um, he looked, you know, if there's one thing we can say about Mobamba is he does have an NBA skill. He is a great shooter, great perimeter shooter for a center. He was hitting contested jumpers pretty easily over the small Rockets team. Um, looked very comfortable with the shot. Um, you know, yeah, he only made one of his three threes, but he he definitely was not lacking for confidence on the offensive end. Defensively too, I, he was a little bit late chasing blocks, and and his positioning is still needs some work. But I really loved how Bamba fought on the defensive glass again. Seven seven defensive rebounds. He was getting rebounds in traffic. He was really asserting himself really really well. Um, and I think this was a game that you know again individually Mo can be very happy with. Orlando was also plus ten with Bamba on the floor. I don't think that that's completely a coincidence. Although yes, the Rockets were playing with a very shorthanded bench. Um, Bamba, though, played really, really well, and, and and especially considering he missed the last two games with the hip injury. This continues the progress that he has made over the last few weeks. He continues to play very, very well, and I think that the Magic uh, should be very, very happy with what Bamba was able to deliver in this game. So a solid, solid outing for Mo Bamba. Again, the Magic shoot just 45.1% from the floor, 11 for 32 from beyond the arc. The Rockets shoot 51.2% from the floor, 47.1%. 47.1% from beyond the arc, 16 for 34. They get to the line for 14 of 20 free throws. A free throw misses, keeping the Magic in the game. They get 24 points from Kelly Olenek, 25 from Christian Wood, 22 from Kevin Porter before he fouls out, and then 16 on 5 for 6 shooting from beyond the arc from Armani Brooks. A big, big point of emphasis for the Magic was their inattentiveness to the game plan, leaving Brooks open. The Houston Rockets defeat the Orlando Magic 114-110 talk a little bit about the magic struggle to adjust coming up here in just a moment but first bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action football might be over but the NBA MLB and NHL are in full swing bet online even covers awards TV shows and reality TV get real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine bet online has you covered for all the news scores and odds it's the best way to place your bets and it's completely free to sign up Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code LOCKEDON. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Today through April twenty six, listen to the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Locked On in Odyssey, featuring analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, Jason Lacanfora, and Brian Baldwin, our local experts for every team making trades and picking the next stars of their team. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Odyssey is your audio home for all the sports, podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. That's Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y. We've been talking a lot over the last week about what the goals are for the Orlando Magic and what they need to accomplish um, over the course of these, this final quarter of the season. Um, we all recognize that wins are going to be tough to come by. We all recognize that this team isn't going to make a playoff push and, and, or likely to make a playoff push. It's, it's still possible, I suppose. Um, and that there are going to be mistakes along the way. And, and honestly, we're accepting of those mistakes as long as they're used as as learning moments, as teaching moments, as learning lessons. What we don't want to see is the same things happen again and again and again and again. We don't want to see the team making the same mistakes, falling into the same traps, doing the same things over and over again without adjustment. We want to see hints that this team can be competitive next year. And Yes, they're going to get a high draft pick. They're going to get Jonathan Isaac back. They're going to get Marco Fultz back at some point. We want to see that this team can still compete and that that this trip to the deep lottery is only a temporary thing. It's not something permanent. We don't want to be back here next year talking about losing games late in the season as a positive thing. We don't want to be back here next year talking about high draft picks again. Unless it's from the Bulls, which, you know, whatever. That's, That's not... The Magic's goal. That's not who the Magic want to be. And so this year, the final quarter of the season is very much about growing into the team the Magic want to be next year. I'm not going to sit here and say all things are negative. The Magic have shown a lot of really interesting things. They've shown some flashes of really good defense. And the potential of Wendell Carter, Jonathan Isaac, Chuma Okiki, the potential of the, that trio specifically defensively is really exciting. Those guys know how to play positional defense, know how to do the little things that matter. And that's that's what we're going to hold on to for hope. I'm still very concerned about the offense and, and the team's ability to score, but you know we'll get to that problem when we cross it. But what is concerning is that we are again seeing the same mistakes happen over and over and over and over again. I was a little angry admittedly after the third quarter of last night's game, of Sunday's game, um, I felt that the Magic gave the game away, and I still feel that way. Not for the reason that I initially thought. You know, I watched the game watched the game back, and yeah, there's a lot of young player mistakes. You can live with some of those. There were a lot of just missed shots, and the Magic's energy dropping because they missed shots. But a lot of the issues that we saw in that game are not dissimilar from what we saw even Friday night. In Friday's game, the Magic missed shots again. Coming out of the first, t- coming out of the halftime locker room, the Raptors increased their defensive intensity, and the Magic struggled. And then they lost track of a shooter on their scouting report in Paul Watson. Steve Clifford said after the game that, you know, Pat Delaney, who was in charge of scouting the Houston Rockets, put Armani Brooks high on the draft sheet on the on the on the uh, scouting report, and said, "Do not let him shoot." The guy made five of six three pointers. These are mistakes that cannot abide. These are mistakes that are unacceptable. And these are mistakes that have repeated every single day since the trade deadline. Steve Clifford first noted it after the Magic's loss to the Denver Nuggets a game that he felt that they should have won and, and or there was a close enough, close game that quickly turned into a blowout. He said, you know, we are not Cape, we are not able right now to take things that we're saying in the huddle, to make adjustments, in-game adjustments in the huddle, on a, on a you know, paper, on the, on the clipboard, and turn them into action on the court. On two occasions, he said in that game, the Magic came out of a timeout and completely blew a set, completely blew what they had talked about in the huddle. It's a young team. They're going to make mistakes, but they got to learn from these mistakes. They've got to progress. They've got to get better. If the team is making new mistakes or the team is making kind of young player mistakes that are aggressive, mind you, so be it. You can live with that. You can learn from that. But you still want to see that progress. You still want to see the team learn from those mistakes. So it is frustrating to watch the same thing happen in back-to-back games. For the Magic to give away a lead, to play really sloppy and without energy in the third quarter. You know, Steve Clifford said during the team's road trip, they played two really good halves in Chicago. They played a great first half against Toronto. And then the, third, and then the second half, they looked like a tired team. That was, those were his words, that they looked like a tired team. Again, they played a really strong first half against the Rockets. The, the Magic had a lot to be proud of in their first half on Sunday. But then they hit the wall. And they couldn't break through it. And against a team like the Rockets, you know, if you hit the wall against the Lakers and the Lakers blow you out because of it, whatever. But a team like the Rockets, no offense to the Rockets, but yeah, they have the worst record in the league. Against a team like the Rockets, you've got to find a way to execute. you got to find a way to play your game. And again, I think it is a huge issue that we can't pinpoint who this Magic team wants to be, and how they want to play. Are they a strong defensive team? Because the numbers certainly don't back that up. Are they a fast-breaking team? Well, if that's the case, they need to play better defense. Are they a three-point shooting team? I sure hope not, because they're the worst three-point shooting team since the the NBA trade deadline. What kind of team do they want to be? And how are they going to grow into that team? The rest of the season is going to be measured in progress Um, and how they face down these situations, these repeated situations, these new situations, how they face them down and get better from them. That's really what's at stake here the rest of the season. And right now, it's hard to say the Magic are making that kind of progress. Right now, there are positive signs. Don't get me wrong. There are good things that are happening. But we've really seen the Magic maybe put in one 48-minute effort, and that was against the Bulls, you know, game that the team had a lot of motivation to win. The team is struggling to keep its head. And when teams make adjustments, when teams throw curveballs at them in the middle of a game, the Magic are struggling to adjust. Some of that is certainly on coaching. I'm not going to absolve Steve Clifford of that. Um, You know, he's got to get his message across. And I I think in a lot of ways, Steve Clifford needs to simplify his message and simplify his schemes to make sure the Magic are finding something they're good at. But to be sure, progress is not going to be made until the Magic solve this problem. Until the Magic prove that they can, you know, not just take a punch, but dish one back out consistently. And when they have the chance to put a team away, they got to show me that they'll put them away. Because while the Magic may not win much this year, I need to see that they can win next year. And frankly, I don't see that team yet. Even with the guys that they might be adding in the offseason. I want to thank you all for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. You always follow me on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. you're tuning in, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, and all the fun ways to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at Philip underscore md And, of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. Uh, you can find us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Phil Cross We'll see you next time for another episode of Locked on Magic.